Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful, and thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and also your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So download, subscribe to, and follow Locked On Patriots wherever you get your audio podcasts and smash that YouTube subscribe button. Folks, today we are breaking down the Patriots' 20-7 to loss to the Miami Dolphins in Week 1 of the 2022 NFL season. I'm your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. If you want to reach out to me, let me know what's on your mind. Please do so on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Lockdown Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Pats fans, for the second straight year, the New England Patriots fall to the Miami Dolphins in their season opener. And unlike the one-point razor-thin margin of loss last year for the Patriots, Pats were seldom close, and really seldom close to victory in Miami yesterday, and they fall to the Dolphins 20-7. to Patriots start the season 0-1. Joining us here today to break it all down, Via audio is my good friend, the Count of Murphy, Fisto himself, the Green King of Sting, the legendary Thomas Murphy. And Don Murph, we always greatly appreciate, always honored, always humbled by your presence. I guess the best thing to ask, and this may be a loaded question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Murph, what the hell went wrong yesterday? You know, as you can see by the look on my face that uh, that I'm not very happy. <laughs> I'm not happy. Sorry about the technical difficulties, people, or, you know, uh, you know, uh, congratulations. And you don't get to see my, my smiling face today. They still what, have to what, see mine. It's not that pretty, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> what went wrong was was the fact that, that after a, an opening drive that you could almost say was textbook perfect, mm-hmm. um, you are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sorry, folks. I have no idea what that was. <laughs> that wasn't me. Uh, no. after, a tech, after a textbook um, opening drive where, where the Patriots put together five first downs and, um, and we're, we're looking better than, than anybody had seen them the entire preseason. Uh, uh, missed offensive pass interference call ended up taking the wind right out of the, the Patriots' sails, it seemed, and they never got any rhythm to their offense for the rest of the day. That's, that's you know, basically what I – it's aggravating as hell because of how early it happened. But that's what I see going wrong. That, and once again, you can go back to the offensive line and missed assignments. Um, it, it, it was really more of what we saw during the preseason. 
Um, the Patriots ran the ball well early on the first drive in the first half, for as a matter of fact, and then it, that also went out the window. What was working, they they went. Matt Patricia went away from. Um, the running game was 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 solid in the first half. He was running off tackle, and those plays were working. And then we started to try to stretch things out around the sides, and and that's that was stifled also. Um, the last point, well, not the last point. We got a lot of time left here, people. Was was <laughs> the fact that um, that Mac Jones seemed to be. Uh, I'm not quite sure when he got hurt, and this explains a lot. He was throwing off his back foot almost the entire game, and it seemed like everything was floating. Uh, four, f- four or five bad bad plays really ruined this game for the Patriots who other than that, you know, had, had played a, 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 you know, I, I don't want to say a dominant, of course it wasn't dominant. You only scored seven points, but it, it, it dry, it stalled four or five different plays, either stalled drives or extended drives for uh, the dolphins. And you can't have that. This, this team simply is not that talented. No, they aren't. And they're not, equipped to play from behind and play through mistakes the way former Patriots teams have done in the past. And Bill Belichick said this yesterday when he took the podium immediately following the loss. Pretty even game, two big plays, 14 points really skewed the game. And I think you can really make that argument. Obviously, the strip sack, the recovery in the end zone, that definitely was uh, just a real backbreaker for the New England Patriots. I look at that as even more of a backbreaker than the Jalen Waddle touchdown at the end of the half. I know everyone's pointing at that as the dagger for the New England Patriots yesterday. That was a little bit of a break in coverage, and we'll go into that in just a moment because one of the responsible parties, I guess, in that re- in that regard, uh, Kyle Duggar, I thought, had a tremendous game yesterday, right. uh, and he was one of the bright spots. And, yeah, there were bright spots yesterday, folks. We will get to those. But, Murph, I think you're absolutely right on the money. Mac Jones, for the better part of the day yesterday, just looked uncomfortable. Uh, 21 of 30 pass attempts, 213 yards, one touchdown, one interception, uh, really a, a bad interception on the first uh, you know, drive. Obviously, the, the, the pass interference call, uh, that right. should have been made. Uh, I've seen some arguments this morning about, oh, well, there was contact on both sides and you could go either way. He um, had a hand. He had a handful. handful. Yeah. Yeah, he had a handful of his shoulder pad. That that's just not allowed. And you know that really that should have been called. I guess you can call it just desserts afterwards, where he was you know called for the uh, the uh, the uh, the illegal contact call in the third quarter, which extended the Patriots scoring drive. But at the same time, it really just you know I, I think really speaks volumes to uh, what the Patriots did yesterday. And the running game did not really fare much better. Damian Harris leading all rushers, nine attempts, just 48 yards. So Patriots offense looks all kinds out of sorts yesterday, but there is hope for the future that they can map these things out and get these things taken care of. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots brain trust going to be hard at work this week trying to correct these mistakes. Um, I know we talked a lot about offensive miscues, Murph, um, and there were plenty of them yesterday, much more so on that side of the ball. But anything defensively that concerns you about this team uh, that leads you to believe that there could be lingering problems on that side of the ball as well? Um, I'm not sure if they would say, I would call them lingering problems, but you, you can't jump off sides coming out of a timeout to extend mm. somebody's drive. Yeah, please, very good point. Please. Um, it, you know, I, I sat there and, and I, 
and I'm sitting back at watching this go on and I'm like, watch, watch somebody jump off sides. Now go ahead, <laughs> jump off sides. Now, you know, and, and it happened. Uh, also missed tackles was, was a huge, huge mm. problem yesterday afternoon. It, it, it seemed like people were going for hits instead of tackles, grab the guy, wrap him up and drag him to the ground. There was just too much mm-hmm. uh, of the yards after the catch that, that stat that I love so much. I can also hate so much. And, uh, and that really killed the Patriots. Yeah, it really and truly did. And I'm glad that you mentioned that just, really uncharacteristic miscues that the New England Patriots are committing that they never really did before. Now, or I shouldn't say never really did before, but they've become a lot more prevalent lately. And it's something that I think in a lot of ways can be a difficult uh, thing for Patriots fans to see. But again, if we're talking silver linings here, folks, it definitely lends some credence to the thought that these are fixable problems. So hopefully the New England Patriots will be able to fix these moving forward. Uh, One thing that the Patriots are really hoping gets fixed and gets fixed quickly is the back of one quarterback, Mac Jones. Mac did not speak to the media yesterday, and it caused a little bit of an uproar. And even though some indications are that this may end up being okay, Bill Belichick was very cryptic in his comments to the media this morning. Murph and I will break that down and we'll discuss Mac's injury and its potential impact on the New England Patriots when this post-game debacle episode of the Lockdown <laughs> Patriots podcast continues. But first, folks, Murph, we all know that protection is a big part of what we do as human beings. We want to protect those we love. We want to protect our valuables. Of course, the New England Patriots want to protect their quarterback right now, and that's not proven to be so easy with the play of the offensive line lately. But to do so, you need a little insurance. And we all hate insurance, right, folks? I mean, it's just a pain to go through the process of securing it. But it doesn't have to be any longer because our guys at brightco.co turn the whole experience around. So it's probably the easiest thing that you'll do for yourself this week. No excuses at this point, folks. For five bucks a month, you can totally get comprehensive coverage, and it won't take you more than two minutes to do on your cell phone. Check it out right now. Bright.co forward slash locked on. That's bright.co locked on. Patriots fans, the legendary Thomas Murphy, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, joins us here today on the pod. Murph. Always, always a great time when you join us, even when we break down a loss, because we're always talking ball and we're always giving it to our listeners the best way we can, exactly how we intended, just giving it to them straight and letting them know what happened. And of course, the New England Pace today putting out a real, real difficult one to drag any type of positives from. And we're going to try to do that in just a moment. But first, Murph. The big story emerging out of yesterday is not even so much the New England Patriots' loss or how they looked or things of that that nature. Um, Quarterback Mac Jones, yesterday, right after it was revealed that Mac was immediately heading to the x-ray room uh, to be evaluated, and later we found out that it was going to be for a back injury. You had mentioned yesterday that Mac did not look comfortable. He was throwing off of his back foot all day. Uh, We saw several fadeaway throws from Mac. Not sure if this was related, but it seemed to be aggravated in the fourth quarter, very early in the fourth quarter. Um, Mac absorbed a hit that was whistled for a rough 
roughing the passer. Right. I looked when he got up, tweaked his back a little bit. He was kind of holding it, kind of walking ginger and just never looked comfortable from that point on. When you look at the injury, first of all, do you believe that was where it occurred? Do you think it just aggravated maybe something that's been bothering the kid? Or do you think this is a situation where the Patriots are just being overly cautious? Um, I, I, I don't believe it's been overly cautious the way he played for most of the game uh, yesterday. I think it happened earlier. I can't say when it did, but that, cert that hit certainly uh, aggravated what was ever going on um, throughout the game. I, it could have, it could have happened. You're talking to somebody with back issues could have happened at any point in time mm. during the strip sack. Any, you know, it, it was, it's difficult to pinpoint where it, where it started, but I want to say that it started somewhere in the first half and not on that, that specific play, but it definitely mm -hmm. aggravated what was going on. It definitely turned the volume up. Yeah, without any question. No question about it. And it did turn the volume up. And look, obviously, I mean, no one's accused. Javon Holland's hit was clean, folks. I mean, there's not even a question of it. He came in, he gave a good hit, and there was just, there was no question about it. It was the way Mac landed. It was uh, the way it had fading away from the, uh, from the pass. If you go back, take a look at it. There's a lot of clips of it out there on Twitter, on YouTube. Take a look. He was already fading away to make the throw. The way he landed was very awkward, and I agree with you. I don't think the Patriots are being overly cautious. Uh, Bill Belichick, speaking to the media this morning, said that Mac did travel back with team and that he is going to be further evaluated today. Initial x-rays on Sunday evening, folks, came back negative. So that is a good thing in terms of bone breaks, in terms of anything immediately uh, you know, concerning the New England Patriots. But with a back injury, you can never tell. That doesn't tell the entire story. Uh, and I tried to tell people that last night through DMs and Twitter. Oh, his next rays are okay. He's going to be fine. It doesn't necessarily mean that we need to see the evaluation today. But obviously, this would be a huge loss for the New England Patriots yeah. if it's for any extended period of time. Um, is there any reason for optimism that either Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi could keep this team afloat while Mac is healing if the worst case scenario should happen? Um, sure. Uh, Zappi showed uh, in the preseason against, you know, some, I, I don't want to say stiff competition, but, but guys that were, that were working hard to, to work their way up the, uh, the depth charts that that he's capable of doing, but Brian Hoyer will will step in here. He's been running this offense for a very long time. Uh, he, he's well entrenched in uh, what the Patriots have are doing and what they want to accomplish on the field. Yeah, he can keep them in there. I I, I just I I worry that that he's going to be able to hold up at his age uh, mm. to to any kind of a, a pounding and with this offensive line still trying to get it together, he's going to take some hits. Mm. Yeah, he is going to take some hits. And look, folks, this is absolute worst case scenario. And I don't mean to be, you know, spreading the, uh, the uh, prognostications of doom, but you simply want to be prepared for all possibilities. And right. ultimately we're hoping that Mac is, back on the field on Sunday and that he's and you know he's leading this offense against the Pittsburgh Steelers and we'll get into the Steelers as we progress oh. uh, through the week here but we're going to you know continue to dissect this game 
Murph, before we take our leave of Mac just yet, because obviously the big concern right now is his injury, but there were still concerns about his play on the field yesterday. And I know you brought a couple of these up, uh, you know, looking out of sorts, uh, you know, throwing off of his back foot for the better part, did not look comfortable in the pocket. I look back at the strip sack, if you want to call it, from, you know, Javon Holland, and then obviously um, Melvin Ingram recovering in the end zone and being able to uh, put seven points on the board, which really was a gift. It was an absolute gift. And again, it was the result of second and third level blitzes from the next. I'm sorry, Brandon Jones. That wasn't Javon Allen. Um, But um, I apologize for that, folks. Brandon Jones deserves all the credit for that. He came in unblocked from the third level of the defense And again, these are problems that Matt continuously had last year, picking up that second and third level blitz from the next level of the defense, not being able to recognize it. And again, bad things happen. Uh, When you look at this, how big of a concern is it that these situations are still happening? Is this on Mac? Is this on the offensive line? What are your thoughts uh, from those continued problems that Mac seems to have with picking up defensive backfield blitzes? Yeah, Mac Mac really has to take the the lion's share of the the blame here. Um, we we talked just last week about Miami's uh, style of defense, the, the right. fact that that nobody blitzes on the planet more than Miami. Nobody nobody blitzes DBs more than Miami does, and this is something that had to be drilled in his head all week long. You know, to be aware, to be cognizant of of this this happening time and time again. It's not like they do this once a game or twice a game. This will happen four or five times during a, during a contest uh, against uh, the Dolphins. It, it, it's something that he should know about. He should have seen. He should have directed. And uh, the the rest of it goes on 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 picking up those blitzes and uh, being able to give Mac the time. That, that he needs to get the ball out quick, but he does need to realize that, you know, here it comes. I got to get this ball out quick. I got to check out of this and I got to go to that. Absolutely. Without any question. And look, Miami knew what Max deficiencies were as right. a quarterback or his main it's, deficiencies. It's the kryptonite. It is. It's that second and third level of the defense confusing him. Those struggles continued yesterday. Miami knew that. They did it. We knew they were going to do it. And unfortunately, yeah, I agree with you. I think Mac does need to take some of the lion's share of the blame here. Obviously, the offensive line needs to do a better job of protecting the edges. There's no question about that. But right now with uh, Mac's difficulties, uh, they're certainly uh, they're not making life easy for each other, meaning Mac and the offensive line. And these issues need to be fixed because that Pittsburgh Steelers team is going to be hungry to try to get their, you know, uh, you know, name back in uh, uh, national prominence. And they're licking their chops, especially after what they saw in New England yesterday. Patriots fans, all is not lost. I know it seems bleak right now, but all is not lost because Murph and I, when we continue here on Locked On Patriots, are going to attempt to drag a little diamond from the deluge. It's not going to be easy, but we are going to do that. And believe me, folks, there were a couple of bright spots yesterday on the field. We will discuss those and more when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast wraps up. But first... We remind you that today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Prize Picks. And let me explain to you how Prize Picks works, folks. You pick two to five players, and if they will go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people, it's just you versus the projections available. 
PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. So this includes NFL, NBA, or if they even do Major League Baseball, the PGA Golf Tour, college football, men's and women's college basketball, cricket, anything you can think of. They draw a bead on it. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. That's right, folks. It's that easy. The withdrawals are safe. They're fast. And PrizePix is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the PrizePix apps or go to prizepix.com to sign up today and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That means if you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. You deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50. And don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com. Patriots fans, we are ready to wrap things up here on the Locked On Patriots podcast. Joined as always by audio this week by our good friend, the Don of Locked On, the Connor Murphy Fisto himself, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com. And Murph, it wasn't pretty. Uh, our show hasn't been pretty. Our, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the, the, the game yesterday, no, we aren't. We, but uh, you know what? Well, well, one half of us is. You're, you're pretty when you get a, a chance to, uh, to, uh, to look at this. But uh, it's, uh, it's difficult. It's just difficult to drag any diamond from the deluge after a 20-7 to 7 loss, which really makes it sound a lot closer than it was, folks. Patriots were not in this one for better parts of the game. But there were some bright spots to be taken from the field yep. yesterday, Murph, and we're all about ending on a high note. So when you look at the contest yesterday, when you look at the New England Patriots performance, what did you take from the field in Miami Gardens, Florida, from Hard Rock Stadium, leading you to believe that there are some good things to build on heading into week two and beyond? Yeah, this is this Miami offense is a, a very potent um one when it when it comes to the the passing attack and the Patriots defense did a fantastic job of mm-hmm. holding them to just 13 points and they eliminated right. Tyreek Hill uh, to gains of 26 and 23 yards were his longest plays from scrimmage and you know Kyle Duggar was just amazing okay I, take out take out the, the the flub that led to the the six points just before halftime mm-hmm. and this man uh, would have gotten my game ball. Yeah, absolutely. He deserved it uh, without any question. Kyle finishes the game, six tackles, two of which were a loss. I know there's going to be some question mark about, you know, the the flub, like you said, at the end. Uh, That was a miscommunication, I believe, between he and Juwan Bentley. Failed to make the tackle. They collide with one another. Jalen Waddell gets a free pass into the end zone. Those plays are going to happen. Obviously, no one's happy that they happened. The Patriots have to try to eliminate those, but Those are things that are mistakes, miscues in the moment that aren't indicative of anything lying deeper. Everything I saw from Kyle yesterday, fundamentally, um, head in the game, uh, whether it comes to, uh, you know, making the tackles, his speed on the defense is really an asset. He and Jonathan Jones flying all over the field yesterday. I want to give a little credit to Jonathan Jones as well. Not a perfect game for Jonathan, but the speed that they hoped he would bring to the table in terms of being able to help contain Tyreek Hill uh, was really a key in being able to do that yesterday. So uh, kudos on the Patriots defensive staff for recognizing that John Jones would be a good perimeter option. I think he was yesterday, and I think he did a very good job 
uh, in that lineup. And uh, he, to me, is one of the bright spots as well. But I agree with you. If there is a game ball to be doled out, it is going to Kyle Duggar without any question. Um, I'm staying on the defensive side of the ball for a, mur- uh, for a moment, sure. Murph, because I was very impressed by the Patriots' ability to contain the run yesterday. This is a Miami team that yeah. did a lot in the offseason to beef up their running attack. And when you look at them bringing in guys like Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds, two players who know the Mike McDaniel operational series very well. They Chase played against Kyle Shanahan for a number of years. Um, Obviously, Raheem Mostert was in that system in San Francisco. These guys are speedy. They know how to handle that offense. Patriots yesterday holding the ground game to 2.8 yards, rushing average, 23 attempts for only 65 yards. Give you a little bit of perspective on that. The Patriots only held two teams under three yards per carry in a game in 2021 total for the entire season. They held Houston to 2.8 on October 10th last year, and they held Atlanta to 2.5 on November 18th. Two rushing attacks that are not exactly known for their potency, the way Miami is coming in build. So if you're looking for something to hang your hat on, folks, this was a running attack that wanted to get the game on track yesterday, and the Patriots prevented them from doing it. So I do look at that as a as an, uh, a positive. Murph, I know the offensive output was dismal. Uh, there's right. no other way to put it. But were there any positives to be taken from the field yesterday offensively? Um, the way the Patriots were able to run the ball when, when they, uh, certainly were, were obvious about it. Uh, it, they got down, when they got downhill, it happened and not, not necessarily up the gut, but when they were running off tackle, um, things worked and, uh, the offense was clicking. Um, I expect to see more of that this, this Sunday against uh, the Steelers to keep that pass rush at bay. Mm-hmm. And um, I, for, for Christ's sakes, can, can I get some play action? Please? <laughs> can I get a little play action? No, is it too much to ask? I, I, I don't think I saw three, three play action passes the entire afternoon there. But, uh, but no, there, there, there's certainly um, things to build on. And, you know, it, the, the last... God, it's just it's just killing me. It's just killing me. The fact that Kendrick Bourne sat this entire game mm. until the fourth quarter, and then he came in and and what was it? It was one target for 41 yards. yards. And this is a man that I know we want to end on a good note. So let's end <laughs> on a good note. All right. This is a man that can change the face of a game. Okay, yeah. is he a superstar? No, but he's he's the man that that sits there, and whether you're sending him down the sidelines or sending him on uh, across the middle, creates separation and makes people forces mm. coverage to him, um, and and th- that's something he he showed it in the one play that that he was able to get in for, and let's let's you know let's see some more of that this Sunday. Hopefully, I I, I really don't understand. What is going on? Who, who's whose wife he insulted, or um, whose daughter he dated and didn't call back the next day? But this man deserves to be on the field. Let whatever's happening go and get him out there and let him uh, let him work. Let him work. Yeah, I mean Kendrick was very candid yesterday in his comments to the media. He basically said, "Look, he says I'm just not showing the the team what they need to see, and I want my opportunity." And he's very adamant about the fact that he wants his opportunity. When he got his opportunity yesterday, Murph, you saw what happened—41 yards. And I'm glad that you said what you said because is 
Kendrick Bourne a superstar? No, but he is without question the Patriots' most explosive playmaker wide receiver. He's the guy that can make things happen, like you said, and to put him out there on the field changes the complexity of things. And the Patriots, I think, when they did put him out here, saw that. So hopefully cooler heads will prevail here. Bill Belichick, again, very cryptic, not committing to any type of reasoning, which you knew he was never going to do in the first place, but he was very adamant about saying it's not disciplinary, we're going to get, you know, Kendrick out there and you know hopefully he'll be able to contribute down the line but there's a reason why this guy took two snaps yesterday and and right. you know for the life of us we won't be able to figure it out folks but at the same time we hope that cooler heads will prevail and that Kendrick does end out back on the field especially against Pittsburgh defense that we know they're going to need all the help they can get and this, Murph ultimately yeah a, I'm sorry I'm sorry yeah. this is a deep issue that that goes all the way back to San Francisco and mm-hmm. why San Francisco let this man walk away for a song. Right. And uh, it, it, he couldn't get on the field there, and that was an issue. And right now he can't get on the field here, whether it's, it's um, you know, dealing with the playbook or what I what I said earlier about, you know, who, who are you dating that, that you shouldn't be or, or who did you not call back. It, it, this is something that needs to get ironed out because the Patriots simply do not have enough weapons on this team to allow this man to sit on the side. Absolutely. Very, very well said. And bottom line, my friend, it definitely is something that the Patriots are going to have to work on and get straight uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers this coming Sunday. But uh, folks, we're not quite ready to take our leave from the Miami Dolphins just yet. We're going to continue to break things down here tomorrow on Locked On Patriots and throughout the week. And we will get you prepared for Pittsburgh and turn the page very quickly because the Patriots have another tall task on the road this coming Sunday. You definitely don't want to come back home. Murph. 2-0. For, you know, joining me today for exactly, exactly. Exactly. You don't want to go down 0-2. You do not want them. That is not going to be something the New England Patriots uh, uh, will definitely stand for. Uh, hopefully, they won't have to stand for it. But we always appreciate your wisdom, your counsel, and thank you so much, Don Murph, for joining me here today. I'm locked on Patriots. But folks, check him out at Murph 207 All of the great columns, including Mon Turned, and we always say it here on Locked On Patriots. You turn the keys, you go to the top. You don't turn the keys, you're never heard from again. And again, folks, my man was right on the money, so be sure to check out and all the great work that Murray Day, whether it be in the paper or whether it be voice to mic, voice to video, these guys do amazing jobs. So check them out wherever you get your podcasts and wherever you get your audio. Folks, once again, thank you for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots and for making us your first list every day once again we will be back tomorrow until then stay safe be the change you wish to see in the world have a day everyone